This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners like you and by the Klein family of Crown Heights. In honor of the birth of their daughter, Tikva, may she grow up tovim. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Shalom Aleichem, my sweetest friends. Hanukkah is over, but Hanukkah is really never over. And if you're missing the lights of Hanukkah, at least we have these holy stories to carry us. Until the next Hanukkah, one of the Hasidim of the Helege Rebbe Yitzchak Berdichev, the Holy Rebbe, was a scholar, and unfortunately, he couldn't get by financially. And he owed his landlord a huge amount of debt. Realizing that there was no way to pay back the landlord, he had no choice but to take a position very far away with a wealthy family, where each year, at the end of the year, he would receive 100 rubles in exchange for teaching the children of the family of this wealthy Jew and calculating the debt that he would build up while he was away and the money that he owed, he would have to be away from his family for nine years in order to make all the money. And so for nine years, he stayed away every day, missing his home, his wife, his children. They would send letters, but he couldn't leave. And after the nine years were over, he received his 900 rubles. Thanked Hashem for carrying him through this difficult time and started heading home. And before he reached home, he decided to go visit his Rebbe, Rebbe Levi Yitzchak who hadn't seen him in nine whole years. And when he reaches the Rebbe, before having any conversation, the Rebbe says to him, you're probably hungry. Come and join me in my meal. And while they're sitting there and eating together, the Hasid says to the Rebbe, maybe you have a Dvar Torah or something to share with me? Any Torah teaching, Rebbe? And Rebbe Levi Yitzchak says, you know, to tell you the truth, I have three pieces of advice for you. So the Hasid says, Rebbe, that's amazing. And the Rebbe says, no, not so fast. It's going to cost you. And the Hasid says, Rebbe, it's going to cost me. But Rebbe, don't you know that for the last nine years, I've been working to make the 900 rubles to pay off my debt? How much is it going to cost me, Rebbe? He said, 300 rubles for each piece of advice. And the Hasid says, Rebbe, that's all the money I have. That's everything I've earned. And Reb Levi Yitzhak he nods his head and he says, Yes, I know, but it's really good advice. Think about it. Continue the meal in the meantime. So the Rebbe goes back to eating and keeps looking over at the Hasid, kind of hinting at him with his eyes that it's worth it for him to give over the 900 rubles for the three pieces of advice. So the Hasid says, All right, Rebbe, I know you're a tzaddik. I know you're the real thing. I'm going to have faith in you. I'll give you 300 rubles for the first piece of advice. The Rebbe says, no advice until I see the cash right here on the table. And so he counts out the 300 rubles. Three years of work. Reb Levi Yitzchak he takes the money, counts it, puts it in his pocket, and then he says, come close. And the chassid comes close to Reb Levi Yitzchak and he says, listen carefully, holy brother. When people ask you where they should go, are you listening? The chassid is sitting on the edge of his seat. He says, yes, Rebbe, I'm listening, I'm listening. I just gave away three years of my life for this piece of advice. I'm listening. When people ask me where they should go, what am I supposed to say? Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, he says, tell them, go right. And then 
Reb Levi Yitzchak goes back to eating. And this chassid says, what do you mean? That's it? That's the advice? When people ask me where to go, tell them to go right? But Reb Levi Yitzchak, he's ignoring the chassid. He's just eating the meal. And in between bites, he says, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the chassid lost three years of work, 300 rubles. He expected a little bit more from Reb Levi Yitzchak Go right. So he says, I've already lost three years. I can't pay back the debt. He puts another 300 rubles on the table. He says, Rebbe, go ahead. I'm buying the second piece of advice. So Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, he leans forward. He says, come closer, come closer. The chassid leans in. He says, I want you to know, if a man of 80 has a wife of 16, he's mamish playing with his life. Then Rebbe Levi Yitzchak puts the money in his pocket, goes back to eating. So the chassid is saying, listen, I, I'm screwed. I don't have any money. I only got 300 rubles left. This is nine years of my life. I'm trusting that the Rebbe is mamish. Kodesh Kodeshim, the holiest of the holy. Rebbe, here you go. Here's my last 300 rubles. Give me the last piece of advice. And Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, he stops eating for a second, swallows his food, takes the last 300 rubles. And he says, don't believe anything that you don't see with your own eyes. And that's it. Those are the three pieces of advice. Even though in the beginning the chassid was a little hesitant in giving over the money, now he had given himself completely over to Reb Levi Yitzchak. And he trusted the Rebbe with full faith that he did the right thing. And he left the Rebbe's house not only feeling lighthearted, but even dancing a little bit. And he was just walking along the road. And a few kilometers into the walk, he gets to a crossroad. And he hears there are Cossacks coming on horseback. They ride up to the Chassid and they say to him, Listen, this is urgent. A group of thieves stole a fortune from a nobleman and we're chasing them. Which way did they go? Left or right? And then the Chassid remembered the Rebbe's advice and he said, Go right. So the Cossacks took off to the right and the Chassid just kept walking. About half an hour later, he hears the Cossacks coming back. And this time, they had a bunch of thieves tied up to their horses. And the nobleman was there. And he says to the Chassid, you don't know. These guys stole hundreds of thousands of rubles. And because you knew where they went, you saved my business. You saved my life. I got all of my money back to show you my gratitude for what you did for me. Here's 10,000 rubles. He puts 10,000 rubles in the hand of this Chassid. The Chassid had 900 rubles, and now he's got 10,000. It's more than 10 times the amount that he gave the Rebbe. So he figured, whatever happens next, I'm a wealthy man. I've got 10,000 rubles in my pocket. So he keeps walking. He's feeling great. And that night, he stops at an inn to rest. And since he has so much money now, he was able to pay for the best room in the inn. And he noticed when he was checking in that there was a man that looked like he was probably 80 years old. And his wife was a young girl of 16. And this is what the Rebbe said. If a man of 80 has a wife of 16, his mom is playing with his life. So the Chassid decided to keep his eyes open. And in the middle of the night, he heard there were people walking in the hallway. And he opened his door. And he sees that the young girl had let some masked men in the back door of the inn, probably to kill the old man and take all his money. So he started running, shouting to the old man, Wake up! Wake up! There's people here that want to kill you, Chas Shalom. And when the thieves heard the Chassid shouting, they ran, they fled for their lives. 
And the old man says to the chassid, what just happened? Chassid said, your wife here, she wanted to take all of your money. She was willing to kill you for it. She hired those thieves. And he looked at her. He said, I can't believe you betrayed me. But this chassid saved my life. And so the old man says to the chassid, listen, since you saved my life, I want to give you 20,000 rubles. And the chassid gets 20,000 more rubles. He now got 30,000 rubles from the time he left the Rebbe. And so now he's a very rich man. And instead of walking, he hired a carriage with eight horses. And he comes back home, and he hadn't been there for nine years. So no one recognized him. And he decided he would just ask around, So tell me, what's going on with the wife of the scholar that had to go away for many years? Of course, he was talking about himself. People said, oh, Rabbi, it's a bad scene. Every night, exactly at 2 a.m., a young man comes knocking on the door of her house. And you know, her husband's been away for years and years and years. And everybody knows what's happening there with that young man and the chassid's wife. Really sad. Really sad what's going on in that house. At first, the chassid was upset. He's like, my wife is cheating on me with a young man who comes at 2 in the morning. But then he remembered the third piece of advice. Don't believe everything you see until you verified it with your own eyes. And so that night, he hid in the bushes near his house. And he sees, exactly at two in the morning, a young man comes and knocks on the door. And this chassid's wife lets him in. So the chassid was pretty upset. And in the morning, the chassid comes riding up with his carriage and his eight horses. And when his wife sees that her husband is home, she's so happy to see him. But he's very cold to her. She says to him, my husband, what's going on? What's with the carriage? What's with the eight horses? And why are you so cold to me? We haven't seen each other in so many years. And the husband says, I heard really not good things about you. I heard that some young man comes to visit you at two o'clock in the morning. And I saw it with my own eyes. It's not a lie. The wife says, it's true. But do you know who that young man is? He says, no. She said, that's your son. He said, I don't understand. Why is her son coming and visiting you at two o'clock in the morning? She said, when you left, my dear husband, we owed so much money to the landlord that he took our son as a slave. And he's been working for the landlord since you left. But every night at 2 a.m., he sneaks out and comes to our house to learn Torah with me until the sun comes up. And if you don't believe me, you can wait here in the house and see for yourself. And that night, the Chassid's son came home again. And now he was 18 years old. And now the Chassid understood why the Holy Rebbe, Rebbe Levi Yitzchak insisted on giving him this advice and taking all 900 rubles that he had earned. Because if he had only come home with 900 rubles, he would be able to pay off his debt, but he wouldn't be able to buy back his son from the nobleman. And now that he was so wealthy, he went and paid off his debt, bought his son back, reunited his family, and realized that it was only thanks to his faith in the Rebbe and being joyous that he merited to have such good fortune. And afterwards, this chassid would sit and learn Torah, but always made sure to help any Jewish family that was in debt with whatever they needed, whether it was to buy food, or to pay the rent, or to buy back their son from the nobleman. Alaya, <laughs>
have one more short story for you. One time when the Heilige Baal Shem Tov was davening, he saw with his holy vision that there was a decree against the Jewish village that there would chas v'shalom, God forbid, be a pogrom and all of the Jews would be wiped out. And the Baal Shem Tov summoned two of his closest chassidim and asked them, what do you suggest? They said, Rebbe, go into a deep davening again and tell us what you see. And so the Baal Shem Tov sent his soul soaring to the heavens. And when he reaches the highest places in heaven, he said, what can I do to repeal the decree? And he was told in heaven that the decree cannot be repealed. And on his way back down, the Baal Shem Tov passed many heavenly palaces. And there was one palace that stood out from the rest because it had a shining light shimmering out of it. And the Baal Shem Tov drew his soul closer to this palace. And when he gets there, he sees that it belonged to a certain villager who was accustomed to saying the entire book of Tehillim five times a day. And it was the letters of the Psalms that he said that were glowing and glittering, illuminating that palace. This was the reward of this villager in the world to come. And so when the Baal Shem Tov came out of his prayer and meditation, he went to find this villager. And he said to him, if you knew that your portion in the world to come could be used to save an entire Jewish village, would you be willing to give it all up? And the Jew said, absolutely. I don't know if I have a portion in the world to come, but if I do, I would gladly give it all away to save a Jewish village. And using that, the Baal Shem Tov was able to abolish the decree against that village. You see the power of prayer, my sweetest friends. Prayer never goes to waste. We daven to Hashem, even if it seems like we're not getting what we asked for. Don't give up. Keep on praying. Keep on singing. Keep on going forward. And let Hashem figure out how to pay off your debt, and how to redeem your son, and how to save the village. <laughs> Thank you for listening. As always, my sweetest friends, I want to thank the Klein family for their kind contribution and wish all of their children, Chaim Yitzchak, Yehudis, Mendel, Zelda, Musia, and Yekusiel, and of course, Tikva, that they should grow up la Torah, the Chupa, the Maasim Tovim, and also to Hasidic stories. And I also want to thank one of the loyal, loyal listeners of this podcast. 
Rep. Jason, thank you for sending me your messages, and thank you for your kind contribution. And also, to the holy family that came by on Hanukkah when I was playing music, I don't remember the holy Jew's name, but there was a sweet Jew that came and took a selfie with his daughter, told me he's been listening since the first episode. So thank you so much for visiting and sharing that with me. Keep on sharing the podcast, my sweetest friends. Leave me a review wherever you listen. If you listen on YouTube, make sure to leave me a comment. And send me an email or a message. I'm always happy to hear from you. And until our next story, L'chaim, my sweetest friends. L'chaim. L'chaim. Mm-hmm. 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 Ah.